All right, two TV sport, Austin Gary, we're live. Hey, Battle for LA just happened, man. That was insane. Also had the uh, Pelicans versus Jazz game. Gonna break down those two games and look into tonight's games. I guess tonight, as you guys listen to it. And then uh, we'll preview our thoughts on baseball's eventful opening week, some positives, some negatives. But um, man, Jerry, it was great to have sports back. First week back. Couldn't have been more exciting. Yeah, dude, I don't know how the NBA did it, but the uh, both matchups came down on the wire. Uh, relatively close all game, especially in the second game, the Battle for Los Angeles. Um, really, really excited to get into this with you. Super awesome to have basketball back. I was glued to both games the entire way through. Yeah, it was it was definitely the best week of the quarantine so far. Um, but without further ado, your boys got some hot takes on these uh, NBA games. Nothing, nothing like NBA basketball for some hot takes. Let's get into the uh, the Pelicans and Jazz first game. Uh, the thing that first stuck out to me is that Donovan Mitchell is insanely overrated. Um, they're missing Bogdan Bogdanovich heavily. I think he was their best player. And uh, Jazz didn't look as good, even though they, they pulled out the win. Um, Pelicans without Zion, I don't think they're that good of a team. He only played 15 minutes. Um, and so the Jazz got the win, but I don't think they look that good. Um, thoughts on those takes there, Jerry? Yeah, so I want to just a little bit about that. Uh, I'm a little bit higher on Donovan Mitchell than you. I do like him. I would agree with you. He had a little bit of a cold night. But down the stretch, you saw they were going to him or Rudy Gobert, and so I think you got to keep the ball in his hands uh, as, you, as he continued to, to develop uh, throughout his career. Um, I think that for the restart, there were a lot of turnovers, and that's kind of to be expected as uh, you're looking to get that, the flow of the team back together. And I think, especially as the season goes on, like Donovan Mitchell will get into more of his own rhythm and maybe not uh, have so many errant turnovers or, or shots that are a little bit too contested for him. So I'm a little higher on Mitchell than you, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't look great today. And then to build on your point about uh, Zion, like how could you only play him 15 minutes? Like I know he's coming out of uh, the return to the bubble. He had to leave for personal issues, uh, but he was clear to practice. And like, it looks as like he was in shape. He was scoring on a, on a pace, uh, a bucket a minute. Um, and, and they limited into 15. And it's like, if you're trying to make that playoff push, this is a game you have to have like within it's within reach and also the pelicans were up for all of the second and third and it's like oh like they don't play zion down the stretch at all and it's like i, I can't justify that like come on, you're like making that final push yeah they got out scored by 10 in the fourth quarter only put 17 points in the fourth quarter i mean zion is i, I think he's the best player on their team and I mean, the reason they only played him 15 minutes is just because he hasn't been with the team. He hasn't really been practicing, most likely. Like, there's just no reason. That, like, they're not winning the title. There's no reason to put him out there for risk. So, I, I mean, I understand. I'd love to see him out there more, but I totally understand. Um, well, well, hold that. on there, because I want to address what you said, the best player. I think Zion will be the best player on the Pelicans, you know, as he develops, and they let him get off his minutes restrictions. But I think right now it's got to be Brandon Ingram. Uh, he missed uh, the one late in the fourth there to to win it, but like overall, like I thought he had an incredible game, way better than I thought. And then to build on that as well, um, Zoe had a nice little wide open three in the left side corner that he absolutely bricked, and so he's got to keep working on that. Like you were saying, like the Pelicans aren't there just yet. Yeah, Lonzo two of thirteen from the field, four points, pretty bad tonight. Uh, he's going to need to get better on offense. He 
plans to be a part of the future of this team. But um, and Zion's just a trans like he he's insane. Like he he's just the most physically gifted player I've ever seen. He's more skilled than you'd think. Um, he put up 13 points in 15 minutes tonight, even though it was probably his worst game of his career. Uh, just don't sleep on Zion, Gary. Don't sleep on him being <laughs> like one of the best NBA players in NBA year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man, we need a, a, a Bucks-Pelicans uh, finals there for a little Giannis and uh, Zion seven-game matchup. That would be a real fun one. Yeah, the, uh, Zion reminds me a little of Giannis. It's both the insane athleticism. One of the commentators was saying, what a pass for Zion with his size. It's like when you have a guy that, that's at the level that Zion is and how like insanely talented that Zion is, it's like are you that shocked that he's able to make that behind-the-back pass? Uh, back to Lonzo at that size, like no, like he's insane. Like every single night he goes out there, like yeah, he's gonna shock you and do something different, and uh, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be awesome to develop further. I mean, he's insanely skilled for someone with his athleticism, and that's something I didn't really notice until I started watching him. So sounds like we're both in on Zion. Um, anything else about this game? Do you think these teams are contenders for uh, the championship? Either of them. Uh, so first off, just want to say JJ Redick looked really good. Shooter shoot, he looked like he was in a rhythm. Uh, so that was good to see him back out there. Um, yeah, no, the Jazz. I think like you pretty much saw what they're going to be like. They're going to limit their turnovers a little bit more. But yeah, without Bogdanovich, big hit. Donovan Mitchell, like you were saying, I like him, but still does have a long way to go. Um, Rudy put up his normal well, like twelve point thirteen board game. Uh, I don't know how much more or less really for that matter, you're going to get out of Rudy. Um, and then the Pelicans just clearly like aren't ready, especially with Zion on that minutes restriction. So with that being said, I think it's time to turn to uh, game two of the night. Yeah, game two, that was uh, that was an insane one. Definitely was getting into some uh, texting debates with some of my buddies about that. But uh, Jerry, what stuck out to you most about this game? Uh, honestly, like the star power, especially Paul George. Like George went 11 for 17 and 6 for 11 from three. Pretty good night out of him for the comeback. The lack of Clifford's depth without Montrez and uh, Sweet Lou Will um, was a little bit apparent uh, going into it. And then I thought they let uh, Marcus Morris shoot a little bit too much, but again, they have some depth issues there, so maybe he has to. Um, Braun yeah, in the first half. Braun in the first half looked like he was having fun, but not really finding his rhythm. I know he said at the after the, at the game he switched shoes after the third. And uh, seemed to be playing a little bit better, but it became what became really clear to me was that for the Lakers to win the championship, Anthony Davis is going to have to carry a very, very heavy load on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and especially when LeBron is having to guard Kawhi and George all night, like this is what I expect from LeBron if he's guarding those guys. He's not just going to be putting up forty-five points, um, going Cleveland mode, LeBron, like. When he when he's tracking those guys around the court, he's going to get tired. He's not going to be as much of a factor uh, on scoring wise, and that's going to give Davis the, the you know the heavy workload, especially against the Clippers, who don't really have anyone to guard Davis. Um, you know they, they were right. Yeah, it's to tough having Zubats out there. Morris, Zubats, Leonard, like none of those guys are great. Uh, Jermichael Green, I think, could be a decent option on Davis. Um, he played he played twenty nine minutes tonight um, Morris only played 19 so it seems like that's the that's where they're going to go to guard Davis green uh, and and he's just all right so in this series it's definitely going to be Davis uh, needing to carry the load and 
I mean, I don't think the Lakers have anyone to guard Kawhi or Jordan, really. I mean, in, unless LeBron is giving his 100%, who's guarding the guy? Well, I mean, the issue there, yeah, is that LeBron can only cover one of those guys at a time, right? And, like, ideally, I think down the stretch, you would want him on Kawhi Leonard versus Paul George. Uh, I, I don't really trust Paul George yet in the playoffs. Like, he's been proven to kind of shrivel up in the playoffs. I think having Kawhi, like, obviously doesn't hurt that. Um, will definitely open up the floor for him. Um, but yeah, that being said, on the other side, like the Lakers or the Clippers don't have anybody that can guard AD, like you were saying. Like Zubach can't keep up with him. Thought it was funny they had Joakim Noah out there a little bit, and it's like it's, it's just a crazy mismatch. And then when a guy like AD gets really hot in the third quarter, like you can't stop him. Like he's just draining three threes, and then he had a little bit of a heat check, um, and they finally took him out going into the fourth to get him a rest. Uh, and I thought it was. I thought it was good what Frank Vogel said. It's like, yeah, like we had a substitution ready, but if the guy's hot like that, you're not going to take him out. So AD is going to be, uh, the Lakers are going to go how AD goes. If he plays well, they're going to, they're going to obviously do well. And if he doesn't, then they're going to, they're going to struggle. Yeah. And I think part of it is they need AD to play well. And then they need some of these other guys to play well. Like they did tonight. I mean, Kuzma, four of seven from three, 16 points plus 12. He's not going to do that most nights. Uh, waiters. 11 points plus 17. He's not going to be that good most nights. Um, I think the Lakers might be in a little bit of trouble here. Kawhi was plus 16. Um, and, and so when Kawhi's on the court, there's no doubt who's the better team there. Um, and well, so yeah, but that's playing, the problem with the Lakers there. It's like they have the two studs in LeBron and AD, and they have a bunch of guys you've heard of but aren't going to put them over the top, like Kyle Kuzma, Mark Morris, Dwight Howard. Um, and then Deion Waiters. And then, although I will say Alex Caruso did look good tonight, he's a, he was hustling out there, and I, I do like his energy, um, but he's not going to be the guy that puts them over the top. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a few good plays at the end. His shot looked kind of inconsistent throughout the game. And that's kind of what I was saying. It's like when guys like Kuzma and Waiters aren't going to be, you know, they're not going to be in double-digit points most nights. Like, where are the Lakers getting points from? Like, Danny Green looked like he can't really do anything on the court other than shoot an open three. Caldwell Pope looks horrible. I mean, McGee's not really a factor. Howard's not a factor. Like, who's scoring for them other than James and Davis? Right, and it's tough, and it's it's LeBron creating and then dishing it out, and it's whether Danny Green and KCP can hit it in the corner. And so that's, uh, that's going to be big, big key and a big impact for them going forward. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you completely. I thought uh, Pat Bev was pretty good tonight, too. He only played 16 minutes off the bench. When he's playing, you know, 34 minutes and Jack playing less, that could be a help. I think the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers pretty much gave this game their all. Um, James and Davis both played over 34 minutes. You know, Green and Caldwell, like, this is their, well, this is the Lakers team. The Clippers still are working on, like, you know, get, they didn't even have Harrell or Lou Will. Well, yeah, I was going to say the Clippers have all that scoring off the bench. And it's like they're not, they don't have to start Reggie Jackson going forwards if they don't want to. Like they could put Lou Will in there when he comes back uh, if they really need to. And then, yeah, much. Yeah, or Pat Bev, sure. But I mean, I mean, I think the biggest addition coming back is Montrez off the bench. Like he's going to get you 18 a game. And then uh, you can rest your starters a little bit more in the second and third. So I think that's an absolutely huge addition that is going to propel the Clippers. Yeah. So after this game, I mean, you you were a Clippers guy before this game. I was kind of on the fence. Um, where do you stand after this game? Yeah. I mean, I'm still on the Clippers right now. I think what you were saying, like the Lakers have all their guys, and they were really trying to put this game away. 
And it, honestly, like it looked like the Lakers, it, it was on, it was teetering on being a blow. Like they were up by nine and the Clippers just never gave in. And I really like, I never say die attitude. I like Doc Rivers got a soft spot for him as the old Celtics coach. Um, and then I, I mean, Kawhi is just on a whole nother level. Um, I thought it was interesting. Like LeBron, LeBron and him matched up. It's like LeBron really wants to go at him. And it's like, you look at Kawhi's face and he's just like, okay, there's another guy in front of me. I mean, they're going to go around him, dish it off, depending on what the right play is. It's not like he's trying to one up LeBron. And so I really like them going back and forth. Um, and with, uh, I think I give Kawhi the edge in that matchup. And so I'm still, I'm still leaning Clippers as a, uh, even despite the two point loss in this game. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm on the Clippers now. I think Kawhi proved that he can guard LeBron and that LeBron can't really guard him that well. And um, I like I like Clippers once they get their team back. I was just going to ask Tosh before the before we move on. Did no call on Paul George's last shot when LeBron was guarding him. Thoughts on that? That didn't look like a foul to me. I thought though there was a play before under the basket where LeBron totally committed the foul on Jermichael Green that they didn't call, but that play on Danny Green at the end or the play on Paul George at the end didn't look like a foul um, to me. Did it, what did what do you think? Yeah, so I think real time it looked like a double pump could have been a foul, and they slowed it down, and LeBron wasn't even close to him. Um, he didn't have his hand like anywhere near his arm. Didn't make contact, and so I'm actually really okay with the no call. Obviously, Paul George had a had some complaints, but I think I think the refs got it right in the end. Yeah, he was just mad he missed the shot. But um, Jerry, look look uh, looking at these two TV sports polls on Twitter. Um, shout out to our fan base for for voting on those. Ninety percent of the two TV sports um, voting was on the Lakers, so everyone seemed to be getting that right. And fifty eight percent had the Jazz over the Pelicans, so. Um, looks like looks like all you got to do is go to Two TV Sports Twitter's Twitter account and, and uh, check out who the the following's voting for and uh, and then that's where you should put your money on. <laughs> yeah, so far so good. Loving the fan interaction. We love hearing from you guys. Keep it coming, and uh, hopefully we can get some polls out there for tonight's games. And uh, speaking of tonight's games, the first one we got the uh, Blazers and Grizzlies. Yeah, that's a fun one. Battle for the eight seed start. Um, I think these two teams are the teams I ha- I think have the best chance. I'll go with Portland in this game. Looks like Damian Lillard playing. Um, that's huge. I think he's the best player in this game. And, and in the NBA, when, when the team has the best player, uh, they normally win. So what about you, Jerry? Who you got? Yeah, so after uh, listening to your takes on the recent podcast and thinking about uh, the Pelicans versus the Blazers and after seeing the Pelicans not make that final push in the last five minutes tonight, I kind of am liking the Blazers. And also... They weren't healthy all year, and they weren't playing as a unit. You know, Nurk is now coming back. Dame was kind of banged up. CJ had to kind of carry the load for that team. Um, and I think Dame, of all people, is really hungry to get into that playoffs. And so this first matchup with the Grizzlies as the eight seed, if they can gain that one game and pull themselves that much closer, I think that's all the motivation they need. And so I got to give the edge to the Blazers going into this one tonight. Yeah, both on the Blazers. Uh, your Celtics at Myari Bucks, I guess it's their in Orlando, but uh, Celtics Buck, that's a, that's a big one. Who do you got? <laughs> yeah, so this one might surprise you, but I think I'm going to take the Bucks on opening night, right? I think the Celtics need a little bit more time to uh, get in stride, let's say, and I think uh, Giannis is going to be a little overpowering because we don't have the one guy who's going to lock Giannis down, at least tonight. Uh, hopefully we cannot give away too many secrets going forwards for hopefully an Eastern Conference Finals matchup if my Celtics can make it that far. Um, 
But yeah, hopefully they can figure out who uh, the best matchups are. Yeah, fear the deer, Jerry. The Bucks are going to roll in this one. Celtics <laughs> don't have enough size for Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Middleton kills you guys. I've been I've been spreading the news about Middleton for years. Uh, people are finally catching on. That guy is nice. Um, let's all right, Jerry. Let's get to uh, Houston versus Dallas. Got some interesting teams here. Uh, small ball Rockets, Porzingis, and uh, Luca. Who you got? Yeah, man, this one's gonna be really fun. This is like splitting hairs for me. They're what six and seven seeds. Um, I think it's gonna be back and forth, really high scoring, not too much defense. Uh, I think I'll be pulling for the Mavs, but that being said, like I, it wouldn't make a difference to me if the Rockets happen to win this game. Yeah, I'll I'll take the Mavs because just because it, you know, Westbrook and Harden weren't in the bubble early on, and I think we saw that with the Clippers tonight. They just looked a little rusty. Um, their team wasn't together. They haven't been practicing. Um, I'll take the Mavs. Looks like Luca and, and Porzingis are having some uh, good times down there in Orlando, and, and I think that'll show on the court. Yeah, man, they're having the time of their lives down there. The little uh, drop kick that Luca hit, a uh, little soccer style bucket from three. That was a that was a good one coming out. But uh, now I want to uh, move over to the MLB. Some huge news coming out uh, this past week since uh, since our first opening take on baseball came out. I want to start with the Marlins and their positive COVID tests and what the MLB is doing about that. Well, on Sunday, or I think it was Sunday, when those four, when those four players tested positive, I was like, okay, like they're going to have to shut this down. And then they still played for some reason. So foolish. Um, they just act like the virus like doesn't spread. Um, these guys, like I'm watching all these MLB teams, like guys aren't wearing masks. They're like high-fiving. Uh, the A's like they want they the walk off and the guys are like jumping on each other after the game. Like there there is a very contagious virus going around. Like you guys need to be careful. They're not even in a bubble. They're not even getting tested every day. Every other day. Plus there's like a lag of at least twenty four hours. So you can have it and not even know you have it for three days. Like they need to be in much more careful um when they're around each other. Like that yeah, for me it's like insanely stupid how they're not being more careful like what are your thoughts yeah i mean i could not have said any of that any better i think you nailed that might have been one of your finest takes of all time on the podcast like save this one put it in a box frame it do something with it uh you got you absolutely nailed that like they should definitely not have played after the four positive tests and it's like yeah they're not being careful like they're spitting they're high-fiving um breaking a bunch of protocols and i saw now like rob manfred's instituting like a safety protocol guy. And it's like, all right, like, is that really going to stop them from jumping on each other and mob each other after a walk off? No, but you know, I saw, I saw Dusty Baker wearing the, uh, the mask to go argue with the umps, which is going to lead me into uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Astros dispute, but also he was fitting at the same time. So it's like, how much is he actually doing? But uh, that being said, yeah, we, one more thing, one, one more thing on that too. I wanted to add, like yeah. if they're doing all this on camera, like, imagine what they're doing in the locker room when no one's watching or when they're at home. It's like, the Marlins for sure went to some, like, club or something. Like, that, I, like, I think that for sure happened. Like, I don't think these guys are very careful. But, yes, let's get to, uh, let's get to the next part. Yeah, man. So, Joe Kelly threw at uh, Carlos Correa, allegedly. The MLB suspended him eight games. That's about 22 games of the regular season of 162 games. Uh, we Two TV sports put out a poll asking if eight games was too many or too few. And it came back 
82% of the audience said that eight games was too much of a, or too long of a suspension for Joe Kelly. So what are your thoughts on the whole Los Angeles Dodgers, Houston Astros situation and specifically Joe Kelly throwing at or not throwing at Bregman and Carlos Correa? So I guess, first of all, with the Astros, like, I think the banging on the trash can Matt stuff isn't honestly too bad. When you start putting the chips in their bodies and stuff, that's like where it crosses the line. But for me, if, if I'm a pick, I'm a pitcher. The trash can is banging once and I'm throwing a fastball and it's banging twice and I throw a curveball. Like that's on me to recognize that. So first of all, I come from the perspective of the Astros thing not being that bad. And then second of all, like Joe Kelly wasn't on the team when he was when this happened. He was on the Red Sox, who were also doing the same thing that the Astros were doing. Allegedly, um, allegedly. But also no suspensions for the Astros. I mean, they're on the Red Sox, too, but no suspensions for the Astros. And the first guy to get suspended is Joe Kelly. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, the Astros um, GM and, and uh, the Astros coach are basically going to be out of baseball for the rest of their lives. Um, yeah, the players didn't get screwed, but like, I honestly don't think that bad and then you can't just have guys throwing like 97 mile an hour fastballs at people's heads like yeah but i mean the ball that was thrown at you know at correa was a breaking ball that you know i don't think he was intentionally trying to beat him with a breaking ball like up top i think that one might have gone away the bregman pitched a couple batters yeah, before the bregman. the bregman one was bad like that's a fastball high and tight like that one's not that one's not cool i agree with that uh but Joe yeah. and carlos correa getting to was a little i don't know like yeah, I agree with you. COVID's not the time to be doing it, but you know baseball polices itself. We knew we knew the Astros were going to get thrown out. I'm surprised it didn't happen in the first series. Then the Dodgers were coming into town, and I'm really not surprised this happened. Were you caught off guard by this? Or? Yeah, no, and I think if I were to have picked one Dodger player to be throwing at the Astros, it would be Joe Kelly, just because, A, he's not that good. So the Dodgers don't really care that he's suspended. Um, and, B, he throws gas. Like... Joe Kelly's the guy. Those guys are in the clubhouse. They're like, all right, who's going to be the guy? Joe, why don't you do it? Throw one at 96 behind Bregman's head. Hit Correa. Like, I mean, he's and, taking and that responsibility open. on, too. Like, he also is known to throw at Austin Tyler on the Yankees, the Joe Kelly Fight Club, back in 2018 yeah. when the Red Sox and Yankees really got into it. Uh, so part of, got- part, part of me is, like, if this was, like, Walker Bueller or someone legit, I would have more, like, respect, but Joe Kelly's a bum. Like, he's not very good. He's getting in fights with people. Like, I'm just not a Joe Kelly guy. So I think suspension is eight games is a good amount. Go take a break for a week, Joe. Go post on Instagram. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Joe Kelly fan. I agree to suspend him, but I got to disagree with Rob Manfred on the eight games. I think it's too long in the shortened season. Uh, for a reliever, I mean, yeah, they said he had a history, but I also think it's a repercussion of nobody getting suspended in the Astros cheating scandal. And so the first player to be suspended is on the other side. Seems a little uh, silly to me. But anyways, I did want to ask you about, since the Marlins aren't uh, playing all their games and the Phillies have to sit out a couple games, the makeup games are going to be seven innings. What's your take on that? I love this. Um, it's going to be really quick. I think it's a, a good way to get in um, two games baseball uh, I, I i'm a huge fan uh, so i think it, with the pictures with, with the pictures throwing shorter innings now i think it'll be um it won't seem like weird almost it'll just be like the game will just be quicker like it won't be it won't be too much of a weird thing so i'm okay with it but let's say they don't get the the full 60 games in do they get do you know if the mlb is going by win percentage 
Yeah, they're going to go by Winston. So um, that's, you know, they, they've got to do that. That's awesome. I love it, man. I love it. Seven seven innings, a little quicker. It's even uh, more jam-packed. I'm, uh, I'm in on that. And then uh, the last yeah, thing man. on the MLB that I wanted to uh, get to was uh, Athena was surprising you, good or bad, or just your thoughts from the first week of the season. Well, from the first week, I mean, looks like the Yankees are a powerhouse. Their lineup is swinging well. They've got Garrett Cole throwing 99 miles mile an hour fastball. Uh, really seem like the Yankees are the team to beat in the AL. Um, in the NL, you know, it, the NL's been kind of interesting. I think the Padres have looked really good. You know, I predicted that they'd make the playoff. Um, and, and they're looking really good. Chris Paddock looks like an ace. Um, Dilson Lamette actually picked tonight. I was watching. Um, he's throwing a hundred. Look at Drew Pomerant, their closer. Big smooth throwing 96 uh, out of the pen of a nasty curveball. So I think the Padres have looked really good. The Yankees have looked really good. Um, I'm just hoping these guys can start caring a little bit more about COVID and we can actually finish this season. Yeah, to that point, what's surprising me is the Miami Marlins COVID team is sitting atop the NLEs just based on win percentage because they're doing one. Obviously, it's definitely not going to last. Uh, the Braves are looking like they're going to take that division. Surprising to me, yeah, the Padres are looking even better than we thought they might be. That's uh, going to be a good race with the Dodgers if they can keep that close. Um, and then also just want to say the Red Sox pitching is just atrocious. Brandon Workman, uh, not, not the closer we need. Uh, Eovaldi is about the only guy that I have a little bit of faith in on my team. Uh, so that's not great. And then it's looking like your A's and Astros are going to uh, come down the, uh, the stretch here in the uh, AL West. So that's going to be a fun race to watch. And I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this, yeah, to this baseball season. I, I like the A's in that one. They've got a four-game series here against Seattle. Um, they might, they might, uh, you know, go four and zero in that and take control of that position. So I like the A's in that one. Um, it's been a really fun week of baseball, though. Definitely been glued to the television and uh, looking forward to some more games. It's going to be uh, going to be a fun, fun little stretch here for sports. All right, Gary. Well, do you have anything else to add before we? Uh, take off tonight yeah tosh starting tonight we have a huge the red sox that is have a huge three-game series at the new york yankees this is a make or break do or die series i'm calling it now we gotta win two out of three to stay relevant in this division if not season's done finito secondly let's say your bucks do win this game it's gonna be okay we have a little bit of time to figure it out as we head into this playoff run i'm looking forward to it man it's gonna be a good weekend awesome well gonna be a great week in sports TV Sports will be back next Friday as always. Um, check out our articles, 2TVSports.com. Got some great NBA previews. Got a bunch of good stuff on there. Um, for you guys to check out our Instagram at 2TV Sports. Also, I uh, love hearing from you on there. Shout out Peter Hoff for uh, the comments in the, in the Instagram section. Always fun to get in some Instagram takes um, debates on there. And on Twitter, go follow us at 2TVSports.com. You know, tweeting out good content must follow these days with sports going on. Um, and for now, 2TV Sports signing off the mic.